It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, welcome to Loving the Strange, the podcast of weirdness, eclectic eccentricness, and random. <laughs> Every week, we hope that Sean won't swear. Eclectic eccentricness, that's amazing. Is that a brand new phrase I just created? I think so. Proving the truth that we're eclectic eccentric. Hey, D. Harris is here. Woo-hoo. Hey, D. So this podcast... Thankfully, Dee is here, listening, hanging out with us. It's all about people and play um in groups and as individuals going missing, and the conspiracy theories abounding around them. Hey, Doug Marshall. Woo! So I did no research for this podcast. What? And it's all, and it's all on Sean. You better start typing away, girl. Let me go Google some stuff. But yeah, it's all Sean's baby this week. Sean, well, why did no, you want to? That's not possible. Um, go ahead. You can Anyways. make the baby all by yourself via the modern miracles of podcast medicine. Um, but tell <laughs> me why you wanted to do a thing about missing people. I don't stuff. know. Because you make me come oh up with the gosh. ideas every week and I just about run out. <laughs> No, because I find it a little bit interesting Yeah. When some people just kind of disappear. Although, you- honestly, I think there's a valid explanation for probably every one of them. Yeah. But some of them aren't readily available, so those are the interesting ones. Do you think that, like, um, like what do you think it is that makes people fixated on um, – missing people stories or you know like missing communities like when an entire like inuit community goes missing oh, or well, so- like the roanoke stories or like all of those like is it like the true i think crime some people have i think some weird? people yeah i think some people have like a genuine scientific interest yeah and i think the rest of them are like the same people that want to go on a, a real life treasure hunt Oh. They just want to solve the puzzle. They want to be the ones that could, that could do it. That makes so much sense to me. Like, so like if you can solve the puzzle of where this missing person is, you can give yourself a purpose and a meaning while yeah. you're trying to solve the puzzle. It's like doing the New York Times spelling bee, but bigger and for good. That's right. Uh, spelling oh. is for good, man. Spelling, the New York Times spelling bee is not it's for good, good for when your they brain. don't give me my words. It's good for your brain. Can we just have a timeout where I get pretentious and complain about no. <laughs> Of course we can. Please. Okay, so then. the New York Times spelling bee never gives me science words. Like, I always have DNA words and stuff like that, and they never give them to me. It's fair. They wouldn't give me angelic the other day. Yeah, that one was stupid. I was very angry. Me too. Okay, but moving back to the podcast, do people go missing because, though. yes, do people go missing because they're just that frustrated with the New York Times spelling bee? Sometimes, yes. I think so. <laughs> are, are there, I don't know. I feel like Doug and Dee have already abandoned us, but are there like... Certain missing people cases that intrigue you or conspiracy theories behind this, like Sean? Yes, there like, are. Yeah. Carrie. Well, Sean. <laughs> you said my name the, first. I know. It's fun to say your name. I like to remember who I'm married to. So. Well, how about if we go over some real life, like, data first? I love data. Data's good. So according to the national, oh, this is from worldpopulationreview.com. All right. And the links again will be where, Sean? In the podcast notes. Okay. According to the national missing. And where are those? Where are they? Yeah. On the site, wherever you choose to watch, ah. listen to the podcast or watch So it. The, the resources will be wherever you're listening to the podcast, but they'll also be at carriejonesbooks.blog. Thanks, yeah. baby. You're welcome.
According to the National Missing and Unidentified Persons Database, which is funded by the U.S. Department of Justice, yeah. more than 600,000 persons of all ages go missing every year. And approximately 4,400 unidentified bodies are recovered every year. How many? 4,400. Just bodies? Just bodies. That they don't know who they are? Like who they don't belong? They don't know who they belong to? Yeah, man. <gasps> wow. So the vast majority of missing persons cases are resolved relatively quickly. Babe. In 2012, there we were 661,000 missing persons cases. What? Our buffering just went bad. Just and for we, you. No, I don't think so. Oh, well, I stayed here. You went away. No, baby, we were both black black boxes oh, of nothing. All right. Can you so repeat what you said? Yeah, where? just repeat what. All right. Every year, more than 600,000 persons of all ages go survive. missing. Every year. And approximately 4,000. 400 unidentified bodies are recovered every year. Yay. The vast majority of missing persons cases are resolved relatively quickly. For example, in 2012, there were 661,000 missing case, person cases reported. More than 659,000 of them were resolved within a year. Wow. So there's not a whole lot of people that go missing forever <laughs> on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. Like 2000, approximately, in 2012. But those numbers add up over the years, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're always, until you're found, you're always missing. So. Huh. You know, you want to know a couple states with the highest missing persons? I would love to, actually. What do you think is number one? Florida? Oh, that's close. California. Jo oh, California. Yeah. Yep, yep. And number two is Florida. It's kind of like wow. by size. Number three is Texas. Deacus, Georgia. I know, they're not even in the top ten. What? Yeah. <laughs> Doug Marshall said alligators got to eat. That's right. <laughs> See, they don't have any alligators in California. That's why there's more missing people. That doesn't make sense. But No, it doesn't um, make any sense at all. I know. <laughs> oh, Shawnee. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> so those are some real life data. Alaska has the most missing people per 100,000 per capita. What has the least, like the least, do you know? Uh, Massachusetts. Oh. They have 1.8, whereas Alaska has uh, 41.8. <laughs> what do you think that the reason for, does anyone say the reason for that dif difference is? Like... Well, as far as Massachusetts, I, they, I don't know. I think I, I really don't know, but it's easy to think about for Alaska. I believe all that wilderness and and self survival and stuff. Like mm -hmm. the, the smallest injury out in the, if you're far away from your home base could kill you. <laughs> D said it's because of the vampires that come when they have thirty days of night. I never thought about that, but that's a good freaking idea. Like midnight massing right there, dude. It's Did like you a watch feeding. Mass? It's like a feeding frenzy. Yeah. Alaska's got to be a high percentage of vampires right now. Yeah, man. Like, can you imagine? Like, you never get to be like, when the sun comes up, we'll be okay. Because the sun doesn't come up for so But it does eventually. Then what do they do? They must hibernate in a closet. Has a anybody... Has anybody written a vampire novel in Alaska as a setting? Because that would be brilliant. Probably not. <laughs> Somebody should write that. <laughs> if we put a lot of sex scenes in it, I bet we'd actually make money. You can make money so with anything with sex scenes in it, baby. I'm trying to learn how to write a sex scene so I can make more money as a writer. <laughs> Things have gotten desperate here. Have you been practicing? No. Because I haven't seen any of your practice work. 
No, I haven't. Come I'm on, let me get to I'm it. too uptight to do it. I'm too uptight. Get to it. I can't you can do it. Do it. Just go beyond real life. I can't do it. All right, tell us more about missing people. Well, that's about all the numbers I have. That's it? Although I can tell you that Rhode Island is, has the smallest amount of missing people. It's 20. So they're doing pretty darn good. They're doing pretty darn what? Good. Well, oh, okay. well with their missing people, they find them a lot. But, you oh, know, that doesn't good. mean they're always alive. They're dead a lot of times. Well, this is an uplifting holiday podcast. Well, what do you think people go missing for a lot of times? I don't know. Did you want to talk about... <laughs> Susie said, it's Be Brave Friday. Do it. Which I think means write the sex scenes, Carrie. That's right, baby. You got. I want to see 500 words before you go to bed tonight. Yeah, no. All sex scenes. But you can do 100 of foreplay. I definitely would not be able to. <laughs> Come on, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, my hair got messed up. Be brave. Be brave. Be brave. I know. I should. It should be Be Brave Friday, but I can't do it. You can use it next Friday. No. All right. Anyways. Yes. Tell us, like, are there any missing people, like, conspiracies that intrigue you? Yes. Of course there are. I don't know that they intrigue me. Okay. But they're sort of interesting in their ludicrousy. Oh, look at you coming out with a hot take. I'm going to have to like post that as a comment. Hot take. So one of the big ones right now, I mean like right now, is that national parks actually harbor whole populations of cannibalistic feral humans. Because, you know, a lot of people go missing in national parks. So they're they're cannibals and they're feral. They're not yeah, like they're, smart they're, cannibals. They're well, just maybe like they use, maybe they are. wild to me. Like, uh, like you're not really computing. No, they're wild and that's how they live, but they definitely might be smart. I mean, they've been hidden like this. I mean, I've never heard a report of somebody seeing a cannibalistic feral human, but I've heard reports of people seeing Bigfoot. So they're even smarter. <laughs> Right? They're smarter than Bigfoot. <laughs> Anyways, so people think these cannibals, these cannibalistic feral humans just snatch people like right off the trail. And they take them back and they make a big old stew. A human stew? Yeah, human stew. Wow. And then when the carcass is clean, they make broth. Well, this is very like what do they use? <laughs> is it true? Like, are you making that up? Of course, are you making I that am. up? I, I'm oh, making it up, baby. but not the cannibal not feral fair. part. People do believe that that's a like big, a that's a huge theory right now. That's that like a big a thing on TikTok, theory. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they were like, all these people in Tennessee go missing. And uh, I think one of the TikTok um, users said that everyone in Tennessee is used to eating everything. So, like, this isn't a big deal. Hey, Tennessee is number 10 on my top 10. Top 10 what? Missing people. Oh, Would you ever think that? Yeah, I know. No. Where's Maine? Where we live? Oh, we're we, we on down there a little bit. I can tell you if you give me one second. All right. Yeah. I'm waiting. Anyway, so I think... When Sean mentioned this, I did a quick bit of research. And according to the Focus.News article by Bruno Cook with an E, um, he says that there was a big debate starting in early February where TikTok users Garcius, Rock Bottom, Ren, Bonjour, Becky, and I kind of enjoy saying TikTok users' names, and Petra Galvano, um, among others, started like being really into like whether or not there are feral people in the national parks, particularly in the beautiful state of Tennessee. And one of those TikTok users said that 1600 people go missing in national parks every year. And then another one was like, uh, yeah, no, like you can be scared of a ton of stuff in 2021, but this is not something you should be scared of. Um, and another one said that, um, 
So, oh, I'm sorry, I misquoted. Uh, quote, another who recorded her video from the mountains of Tennessee discouraged claims of cannibalisms. She argued that because people in Tennessee are so used to eating, quote, everything else, there is no reason for them to eat each other. End quote. <laughs> it's like, well, eat rocks at the side of the road is what it I sounded like. I think she like means like me. raccoons and possums and all like squirrels. Kill and, and yeah, rabbits yeah. And deer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to catch up, Doug Marshall, Marshall and mentioned alien abduction as a possibility. Um, Dee Harris said, it's like a wrong turn. Those peeps in the movie were crazy, LOL. Um, I watch a lot of horror movies. <laughs> and then Susie said, 30 Days of Night is a 2007 vampire film set in Alaska. Which Somebody's I got the idea already, man. Obviously need to watch. And From Doug said, The Hills Have Eyes, which I think is more about the cannibalism. cannibalism I don't know. Part. I've never watched it. Uh, he also said, I bet those Tennessee cannibals aren't fully vaccinated. <laughs> Maybe if you eat someone with COVID. Oh, I feel like this is going to be a new thing. You get the but antibodies? Yeah, Sean coughed during that, which was the perfect timing. Thank you, Sean, for the cough. You're welcome, Beautifully baby. done. Beautifully done. I know. Covering for you. So did you get did you get the info that you were looking for? What info? Oh, Maine. Maine is like uh <laughs> Maine's like a thirty-fifth. Oh, at a hundred, at a hundred, at a hundred and eight missing people every year. No, that means like open cases. Oh, huh. Well, yeah. You'd think we'd have more. We're a very woody state. Like if the whole like, oh, there are feral people in the woods snatching you up theory is right. Yeah, I think we'd have more missing people. Because we're so woody. You would think so. But we're a, we're a heavily traversed woody. Because we're not super, like, we're not western mountains woody where there's a lot of ground that people really don't cover very often. You know? What? I said Maine is a heavily traversed woody. No, we're not. A, not. Not up in the north part. By hunters and stuff, In the yes. county? Yeah. But didn't you? Okay. All right. All so right. Maine's an ugly state, and nobody wants to go hiking in our woods. That's why they never go missing. No, I, as a as a as a uh, reporter, um, mm -hmm. I I went into the Maine woods uh, on a big adventure, with part of a media blast, and. We went to all these places that like hardly anybody ever went to and it was amazing um but there's a lot of main woods that's just a logging road and that's it you know yeah and i feel like it's perfect for what places. dumping bodies for dumping bodies yeah for for uh <clears throat> like when we went we were just driving along and we heard like I, there was like a den of foxes that had just been born right beside the road it was amazing and we saw these um koi wolves everywhere and like bears it was stunning it was stunning um but there's loggers who go up there shouldn't they go missing if there's cannibals looking for some food or maybe the cannibals are just eating foxes and they don't need to be cannibals maybe <sighs> maybe they're just breeding like crazy and eating each other Ew. <laughs> like Black Widow spiders or something? Whatever. Yeah. That's right. No. No, baby, no. You get to reach a, reach a certain age. That means you're tender. <laughs> no, no, you no. can't even breed anymore. Oh, no. You're getting, you're getting eaten. <laughs> so there's a guy who has a huge fan base named Dave. What's his name, babe? P-A-U-L, oh, I don't know how to say it. P Paul Ides. So it's yeah. P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S. And he uh I think started in the Bigfoot community, but I might be wrong. And he used to be a cop. And he has all these videos and all these books uh about missing 411, and which he claims that there's really freaky things 
in that he sees as trends in that quote defy simple explanation and the people that go missing in national parks and he doesn't think it's feral cannibals who are killing each other because he doesn't instead he thinks, <laughs> he thinks it might be bigfoot or sasquatch um or aliens other people think that it's a wendigo which is part of many native american nations belief system um and history in which um wendigos are these um it's hard for me to describe this because i'm not of that of that nation but they're basically really gaunt um they're desiccated and they they eat people right there's a yeah. lot more spiritual aspects to that that i can't really speak to so i don't want to but um because i don't want to misrepresent and then other people think there are portals so like you're walking through the woods and boom you go through a portal and then you're no longer there and then you're missing <laughs> so all i know is that every time i i pitch a book my agent says editors don't want portal fantasies right now so yeah. i suggest that the portal theory is not really hot but bigfoot or you know something else might be well i don't know if they're saying don't send me portal books that might be hot <laughs> i don't know maybe it's like there's too many for a movie maybe yeah i don't know i don't know right maybe you look a little bit about that like portals i do no, not look up the missing 411 oh yeah theory. i tried but i didn't get anywhere because oh. all i found was his advertising site Oh, really? so for his books and his movie, yeah. So you didn't get any like? Not from that. No, I know we've seen it before. I just don't at, at night in bed. <laughs> I don't know why we're getting in tonight. Bed. Yeah, we just see that David Pallides guy or Pallides guy, and there he is joining us. You know, he caught he walks through a portal with some Sasquatch and uh, cannibals feral cannibals and you know boom there he is talk about missing people um so doug marshall said about 50 years ago a father in vermont took two little his two little boys out in the woods to chop firewood the boys wandered off and were never found alive years later a hiker found the boys skeletons sitting on a log their bones entwined oh <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So a lot of the David, um, a lot of the people who believe that there's something like mystical or paranormal happening, right. um, with little kids disappearing, is um, they believe one of their things is that little kids under five can't get anywhere very fast, which as a mom, I would say is not true. Um they can't get 14 <laughs> miles, but like, I, like you blink and those children are like hiding yeah, right. kids, like poof, yeah. they're gone. And like, it's interesting to me that um, that's always one of the reasons that they think that something other has happened. You know, they're like, oh, a kid couldn't have wandered off that fast. Oh, my gosh. Well, there was one one I case I read of. Tell us about that, it. That I did find interesting. And that was of a two-year-old, so a toddler. Super basically. little. Keith Parkins. Oh. And he disappeared in the Umatilla National Forest in Ritter, Oregon. Oregon. But he was really on his grandfather's ranch. He wasn't like, that must be part of the park property or something. Okay. And he disappeared. And so they had this big hunt. And they, they found him alive. Like, he survived. He's he's still mm -hmm. alive, I think. Anyway, oh, that's good. He says he doesn't remember anything about the event. And this was a long time ago, right? Like Yes, I'm not sure of the date right here. In the um, 50s, I think. I think so, too. But he was, okay, so I've read different accounts of this same story. 
but he was located anywhere from six to twelve miles away from where he was last seen. Uh, and he's a two-year-old. And it was, I believe, in like 19 hours that went by before they found them. So that's the kind of thing that lends, lends the case of uh, like a Bigfoot picked them up and just <laughs> dropped them. Or, or aliens sucked them up into their spaceship. And one of the aliens was like, dude, this is a human child. You know how much shit's going to be rained down on us? So they just spin them back out. After they had traveled a couple miles, you know what I mean? I feel like the UFO people, if they have the ability to be UFOs, would be able to get them back a little bit closer than 8 to 18 miles away. They, they didn't want to get back to the crime scene. That's oh, cr that criminalistics sense. 101. Don't go back. Criminalistics. <laughs> Dogs don't poop where they sleep, man. Don't should go we, back. Maybe we should have a new podcast and just call it Criminalistics. 101. No, no, no. Sean helps you be a criminal. <laughs> and is way more popular. I don't even know how to be a criminal nowadays. There's too many cameras around the world. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Prosthetic noses. No. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go somewhere where you're not known for one thing. Because I know for a fact you can tell you can dress head to toe in like black and never Showing into your identifying skin or features, and somebody could be like, Oh, I know that walk, you know, yeah. if you're like in a small town like where we live. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's hard, it's really it's hard. hard, to hard where we live. It's hard it's to really, be a criminal in Bar Harbor, Maine. It's real hard, it's very hard. There was a um, a post on a town, a town next to us, a, a police department, and um, I think it was the Ellsworth Police Department on Facebook, and they had just a random picture of a man outside in a parking lot with no shoes on. And they're like, if anyone has any information on this guy, please let us know. There's all these things. And people are like, oh, this poor guy has no shoes. And other people are arguing, like, what do you mean poor guy? The cops want him. And they're like, you don't even know what they want him for. Maybe they want to buy him some shoes. Shut up. And so everybody started fighting. But then the best part was this woman's like, that looks like my ex-husband. And yeah. then all these right, like, hey, that's my dad. <laughs> and then like seven other people are like, I was gonna tell you about this. I was just about to tag you, Llewellyn, or whatever her name was. Like Luella, let's make her Luella. Like, and then like another one and another one from all her friends were all like, I think this is uh make up his name, Ronnie. I think that's Ronnie right there. I wouldn't surprise me if that was Ronnie. Jeez, own crow. Like it was just like Yep. And that's why you can't do crime. <laughs> Small town. Down East Maine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one camera that gets you at Walmart or at the Circle K gasoline station. Yeah. It's going to blow up in your face. Doug Marshall asked us a question, babe. Ask right. me a question. All right. You can read it then. He said, so Doug Marshall asked me, Sean, did you ever recover any missing people as a cop? I don't yeah. know. Yes, you did. Did I? I know. You, I know. I did recover an ice skater that fell through the ice, but that was at their house because <laughs> <laughs> they just went home to warm up. Um, no, there was a girl in Bangor, babe. Oh, that was a runaway, but she was technically a missing person. Yeah. Yeah, I think you probably found a lot of runaways. I don't know. Probably, but. We, had, we do have, we did have habitual runaways back then. Yeah. Sean's yeah. terrible at remembering his cop stories, Doug. It's really disappointing to me as an author. Some I remember perfectly, but some I don't, I just don't care. Oh, no. Uh, that, hey, that's why, that's why. The I'm loving the strange where our brand is, we just don't care. That's not, it's not true. Good branding. That's not good branding. It's not true. <laughs> That's just how low reward law enforcement is. Because you only want to remember the ones that stand out as a good, good thing for you. He's found a lot of missing people who were criminals and running away. <laughs> yeah, I have done that. 
Like Sean would like leave. That doesn't count. They weren't reported missing. Sean would like leave like the station, be off duty, to be driving back home to a different town. And he'd be like, Oh no. There's that license plate for the guy we're looking for. Damn. And then have to get them. People got sick. <laughs> you remember that one trend? Like Yes, I remember the guy stole a car and and I pulled over because I knew it was the I thought it was the right car, and for some reason, he went off the road about a quarter mile ahead. So, because you scared him. Well, I guess I did, but I was just in my own vehicle. And like, and the my favorite Shawnee cop story is the one where there was some sort of bar fight. Obviously, the first time I heard this, I didn't even hear it from Sean, but there was this big bar fight in Bar Harbor and this poor guy had just gotten out of jail and he broke a window or something because his poor dad had died. It was like really sad. And, but then he got into a fight because he was obviously just out of jail and dealing with his grief. And it's a lot, it's a lot for anybody. And so um, all the cops were chasing after him and like Sean was like, Oh God, they're not catching this guy. And so he left and he like drove in his squad car down towards where the, the guy was running right and then all these really really young fit guys were running after him and they couldn't catch up right so sean just kind of like strategically um parks his squad car or whatever patrol car and like starts running after this poor guy right sorry honey but he's running after this poor guy who's grieving and just not acting out very well and um and he like sean's very tall and he's not the best distance runner, but when this man sprints, it's terrifying. <laughs> and he sprinted after this. And one of the cops, one of the very fit cops who was telling me the story the other day, he was like, I can't even like, I can't even explain it. Like, it was like watching Superman. Like, it was not human how he ran. And I thought, oh, like a Bigfoot. Um, but like he ran <laughs> so fast that like all the other cops were like, oh, what the heck? And swearing. And then the poor guy like ran down to the town wharf and he tried to jump on like a skiff and tried to start the motor. Is this all right? And yeah. then he got on the and then he just kind of started the motor. And Sean, like, and there's all these tourists because when Sean in a cop uniform back then ran after somebody, like, you're going to watch and take film because it's scary. And he, and also, like, you're like, what the heck is going on? So all these tourists are, like, lined up on the wharf and where the boats and the skiffs are, like, down below. And, like, Sean's down there and another cop's down there, too, after a second. And, like, Sean, like, reaches over with these giant, long Sean arms and goes and grabs this guy by like his shirt and his belt or something and like just goes through the air and puts him on the dock and cuffs him and the cop telling me was like he's not human it made all of us feel bad we all felt a, like crap you did a good job with that story but you left was out one okay? important part oh no what was it the other cop that was down there was my junior. So when this guy had untied the boat from the dock and it was floating away, I made him jump into the boat. Oh, no. And get it back to the dock so I could lift the guy out of the boat. No, is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Whoa, I, I was exhausted that. after all that running, so I need a little breather. So I made him jump in the boat. It was my favorite cop story of yours, just because of like the, the other cops showing you like grabbing and like bringing this poor kid over here. I hope that kid's okay now. He's either dead or he's fine. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Who knows? But Sean's not the best at remembering his story. It's like you have to like trigger them somehow. You have to like. That's true. I can remember them, but I don't trigger them myself. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so going back to missing people, um, Susie asked, how about the legend of Pomola of Mount Katahdin? Do you know that legend? Did you happen to look that up? Not while I was telling that story. Oh, dude, I thought you were a multitasker. 
I know a little bit about it, but I feel like I might be messing it up. But I think that it was the Penobscots, and they thought in the summer on top of Katahdin, which is the biggest mountain in Maine, um, there was a spirit named Kamola, who I'm probably saying wrong, incorrectly. It's, Ka it's Kamala. No, it's not Kamala. <laughs> and I, think I mean, Pamela. Pamela. I think it means he curses on the mountain. Oh. I'm not right. sure. I should probably look curses? it up. Susie is, might be able to tell us more about this. What does this. curses mean? Is that like a... I know. Like, are they swearing? Or are they word? cursing things? Or like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember enough of it to be able to feel like I can accurately retell it. You know what I mean? Like... I'll look it up. Sean, talk about something else. I'm going to talk about my theory on people that go missing and don't get found. That would be fantastic. You're not going to like it. Oh. Does it think, not involve Bigfoot? No. No, it doesn't. Like, I think there's almost an equal number of people that experience a, a severe tragedy like falling off the rim of the Grand Canyon. Uh, and, and they just have, end up in the river and are gone. Uh, or people that go out there to commit suicide uh, yeah that's a huge number especially in national parks right national parks are suicidal people attractants for some well, reason you know like in the last five years we had in our very small national park during the winter we had one missing guy who did indeed kill himself yeah um and we had a guy who I, I was acquaintances with, I, who I adored, who went missing, but was, his body was found. Um, and we never seem to have people who go missing forever in our little national park, maybe because it's little. It doesn't seem that way, really. Yeah. I mean, the, the longest time person that I'm aware of is uh, eventually was found on the shore of one of the islands. Oh, like his bones. Yeah, yeah. So. And they're never kids here, like the, all the stories out west. Like they're never little kids who go missing. Oh, really. no, no, no. They're, they're 30, 40 year olds. Yeah. And like, they go missing and, and aren't just missing for like a night. A and night, they actually yeah. did slip off a cliff or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I think like, also, recently, I think last year during COVID, during the lockdown, there was a couple from another state who fell off a mountain and died. And I think technically they were missing for like yeah, a day for, or two. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So your theory is basically that a lot of people go into the woods where it's beautiful and uh -huh. serene and where they're not going to make a mess in their house. And 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 commit suicide, and yeah. then um, what's the other part of the theory? A lot of them are, are legitimate accidents. Oh yeah, that just end up with your body being somewhere odd, like you right. fall off a cliff into yeah. a, the ocean or a river yeah. or something, and you know, and then and then there's the ones where. If you're like a smaller statured person or a child, Bigfoot picks you up and throws you on his shoulder and takes you away. I like that one. So you, you they sit, they find footprints, but they don't go anywhere. They just dead end. <laughs> and they never see Bigfoot footprints because he, he appeared and disappeared in a portal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That works. Um, they're on Listverse, they have a, um, on a po more positive note, they have like a, a list of 10 people who survived getting lost in the wilderness. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's a list compiled by Shannon Quinn. And uh, your Keith guy, little kid, was on there. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also, um, I think, an interesting story about... Um, this woman, Barbara, and her and her granddaughter, Lamira, and their last name is Briley. And Barbara was 71, and she was from New Jersey. And she was driving to North Carolina to see relatives, right? 
for yeah. Christmas and she brought her grandbaby, granddaughter, sorry, Lemire with her. Um, and they're in the middle of Virginia and she's just totally lost. Like, has no idea where she is. Like, she couldn't yeah. get the GPS to work. She went to a gas station. They tried to help her, but she still, like, just couldn't get the GPS thing going, right? And in a way that made sense, which I think we can all relate to, honestly. Um, and so she turns down a random dirt road, and she's like, goes a mile down this dirt road. She drives over a tree. It's like a little tree, um, and it's already fallen. And her car gets stuck. And so they're just like lost, right? Um, but like, so they were like, okay, we're supposed to wait. We're supposed to wait when, you know, that's what you do. When you get lost, you stay put, which is the right, right advice. But it was so remote that no one drove down the road for like days and days Jesus. and days. And like helicopters were looking for them. But the tree cover was so heavy they that find they didn't know. And it was, it turned out it was like on a, it was a private property road. Oh, geez. And, so, and so the owner of the property is the one who eventually found them. And poor Barbara was just like totally unresponsive. But her little baby grandchild, granddaughter, who was like really little, like maybe five or less, was like, hey, like totally fine like blah mm -hmm. blah 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 and i guess they had eaten snacks that they were bringing to the christmas party oh nice and they turned out to be totally fine but they were missing for so long yeah and i think the key here is if you go missing stay like tree cover is not your friend <laughs> and hope you have some snacks definitely but it made me think of that time do you remember when there was a in our park acadia national park yeah. there's like um roads that you go you can drive around in the park yeah. called the park loop road it's very long it has beautiful vistas blah 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 and tourists love it right and our park is best for hiking and biking going on the carriage roads and up the mini mountains but if you can't do that it's still really fun to drive your car on the park loop road and so this couple um, from another country, I think, had a GPS in their car. And they're on the straight of way of the road. And they turned off the road directly into a tree. Do you remember this? No. You might not have known it because it might not. It might have been in a town I was dispatching versus. Oh, the you were oh actually, I might have heard about that. That's because of their <laughs> GPS device, right? Yeah, and they're and yeah. like all the first responders are like, "Why did you turn off the road into a tree?" And the guy's like, "The GPS told me to turn left." And they were like, "There's no road here." And he was like, "No, the GPS told me to turn." Left. Yes, I think there's an identifying marker for that story, which I'm not going to say on the air, but no, don't tell. Um, but yeah, like it was yeah, so sad. It was that. so sad, <laughs> and. The, and it was just shows our reliance on technology, like sometimes, like sometimes, it, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. There's too much reliance on technology. I've almost also seen cars up on big giant boulders <laughs> that are so big the car can't move anymore because all the wheel, all two of the wheels are off the ground because they were doing driving practice in the parking lot. What? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with missing people, but <laughs> just drivers being dependent on GPS. Wow. Like if, wow. There's, no, if there's no road, you don't turn, pal. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever heard the story of uh, Shannon Lee Frazier from Australia? Uh, maybe. All right. Today, so Shannon, as of today. Oh, do you want me to tell it or do you want to tell I it? I can't tell it. You got to tell it. Okay. So Shannon was a 30-year-old lady yeah. in Australia, right? She went swimming in a swimming hole. I'm not sure what that means in Australia. Um, but here it would mean like a pond, right? Right, right. Or quarry. Yeah. And uh, she started arguing with her fiance, as one does. And so she's like, I have to calm down. And so she decided to get out of the swimming hole and take a little walk in the bush, right? Mm -hmm. But she got lost. Oh, and no. In no Australia. one found her. 
and no one could find her at all. And so, like, they spent 800 hours looking for her, couldn't find her. And then 17 days later, she shows up almost to the exact point of where she's took off by that swimming hole. I did read that story, actually. But to make it weirder, she's completely naked. Yeah. Except, what does she have? Do you remember? No. A plastic fertilizer bag. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was wearing a plastic fertilizer bag, right? (laughs) Yeah. And she lost 35 pounds, best diet ever, in that 17 days. And she was found by a farmer. And all she could do, like, for food was she ate bugs and she found fish and she drank some water in a creek and um she like they think that the reason that they couldn't find her is that she never turned around i guess until the end um and she just kept going uphill and uphill and uphill into the mountains and the searchers are like no one would go up into the mountains if yeah, they're, they're wandering around lost I read I read another story like that. And the common yeah. theory for search teams is that people always go downhill. Yeah. So if you get common. lost, go downhill. Don't go up. They'll never find you. I think Tom Brown had a different view of that, didn't he? I don't know. Tom Brown, that famous guy and tracker from yeah, New Jersey. But Tom Brown could probably survive in the woods. Most people can't. No, he had to oh hold the hold the carry the podcast for a second. I'll go I can't find the do source. That, man. Yeah, you can. It's gonna take. No it's a minute. What were you just talking about? <laughs> oh, she's going to get her Tom Brown book. Can't she, find it. She she used to want to be an animal tracker. <laughs> All right. So in 1981. <laughs> There was a lady named Jean Hilliard in Minnesota, and her car went off the road. And the next day, her frozen body was discovered, her eyes wide open, her flesh frozen so solid that doctors couldn't pierce it with a hypodermic needle. Her body temperature was too low to register on a thermometer. But when Hilliard thought she was very much alive and made a full recovery... How's that? I only heard the end. It's a happy ending. It sounded gross. What? That she's alive and made a full recovery? No, that's wonderful. But like, she was frozen? Yeah, like solid. Almost. Really? It's crazy. Uh... It's one of those weird things. And she was only technically missing for like half a day, probably. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. So she barely fits in here. Wow. Are you still looking up Tom Brown? No, I can't find it. I couldn't find his book. Um, oh, I thought you know it by heart, baby. I should know it by heart because I wanted to be Tom Brown as a little I know. kid. I'm glad you're like, not Tom Brown because <laughs> I don't know if I can sleep with Tom Brown every night. I think you could. All right, all right, all right. No, that's not all right. All right, all right, all right. right, right. Um, yeah. All right. Have you heard about? Uh, maybe we should just have a podcast about Tom Brown tracking animals. Yeah. Really? No. I haven't done that much animal tracking. (laughs) I love animals. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna just expose myself for the goob I am. Go ahead, baby. Lisa Theris, have did you read about her? I don't know. I don't right. good with names. All right, so Lisa was a student of radiology. She's 25 years old, right? Yes. Yeah. Summer is 2017, and she's just gone, right? And she's gone for several weeks, and people are like, okay, let's declare her dead, right? Um, but what happened is she like hung out with these two guys she just met. Yeah. And they are not cool guys. And so she woke up totally naked, no shoes or anything. And she's in Alabama and she's in the forest and her glasses are gone. 
And she's I did like, read about her. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah, and she like can't see anything because she's legally blind without her glasses. So it's she like gets super she gets super lost, kind of finds a walking stick, wanders around. She has no memory of how she got there. Like, so they think she might have been drugged. And she's gone for 28 days. And she oh, loses. She just eats mushrooms and berries and puddle water. And wrings water out of her hair when it rains. Well, that's and, good idea. Yeah. If you have hair, Sean, you got to grow Suck your hair out in case you go yeah. missing. Um, and so she gets to a road and collapses, right? This poor thing. Mm -hmm. This poor, poor woman. She, um lost 40 pounds so you can just imagine how like hungry and like disoriented she must have been plus she can't see very well and collapses on the side of the road and a woman drives by and she's like oh that's a dead animal over there but she like pulls over anyway and like then she's like oh my god it's a woman and she calls 911 and they like save her and the, that's the, good and the it's a good thing it wasn't that, one of those cannibals driving by i know so lucky or bigfoot it's a good thing bigfoot wasn't driving <laughs> by in his tacoma but like like um the two awful men that she'd been hanging out with um they were already arrested because they got arrested for a theft like like right like a couple while days she was she missing yeah jesus and she can't like remember it, like any of the events into before she woke up in that was. So but they probably said, got, they they probably didn't get charged with anything in relation yeah. to her, huh? I have no idea, but she said that the whole experience made her like um appreciate life, you know, and that the walking stick itself was like her her symbol and this thing that she hangs on to because it helped her so much navigate that forest she was blind i know right poor lady like i'm so glad she survived and she has such a great outlook but oh my gosh poor honey so sad uh, that's about fidget i know yeah. i know Oh, Susie said Maine has one of the most famous lost stories, which is so true, and I totally forgot about. And that's Don Fendler's Lost on a Mountain in Maine. I got it up right now. You do? Tell us it then, babe. In July of 1939, at the age of 12, he got separated from his family and became lost baby. on Maine's Mount Katahdin. What? Poor baby, baby, did you say? Okay. Baby. His disappearance launched a manhunt, which became front page news throughout the nation and involved hundreds of volunteers. Little Donnie survived for nine days without food or proper clothing before following a stream and telephone line out of the woods near Stacyville, Maine. So he was a smart little boy. Fender was dehydrated, covered with insect bites. No seams, no doubt. And 16 pounds lighter than at the beginning of his odyssey, but otherwise unharmed. It's amazing. And he credited his experience as a Boy Scout in helping him survive the ordeal. Yup, I knew it. Boy Scout through and through. <laughs> That's like a, he, he made a lot of speaking appearances and stuff after that, like. He was, was 90 years life. old when he died in Bangor. Yeah, yeah. he's a very famous Mainer who got lost. Um, <laughs> I think I should go out and get lost, man. No, you're not allowed to go get lost. Anytime I hear somebody calling my name, I'll just walk the other way. What? No. I'll bring a big fat sack of granola bars and water, baby. I'll be all right. No, it's, no. It's not no, about survival. No. It's just about the marketing. It's marketing. No. I think I saw him, but he was running the other way. Have you ever heard the story of the USS Cyclops? Uh, no. All right. So in 1918, according to the talko.com, 
Quote, the USS Cyclops, a ship with 306 members and passengers on board, disappeared without a trace within the area known as the Bermuda Triangle. At the uh-huh. time, Franklin D. Roosevelt was assistant secretary of the Navy, and he declared all those on board as officially lost, and it was the largest disaster in U.S. Navy history that didn't involve combat. So yeah, what, was the, what, what was the weather that day? I don't know, baby. I don't know what the weather was that day. Because back then, you could dry, you could run your boat right into a hurricane, and you never know. Probably. But that was you know a lot I mean? of people, man. That's a that lot. is a lot of people. I mean, a people. lot of people gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, but what you about know? the Roanoke Colony in 1584? Like, all those people went missing. Bermuda Triangle. No, that's not. It used to go up to Virginia, but because of climate change, it's, it's withdrawn a little bit. How about the Mary Celeste in 1872, which is another boat, and they found the boat just floating in the middle Where was of the that? Atlantic Ocean, kind of near the Azores, and like the last entry in the in the ship's log um, was ten days before they found the ship, and it had nothing in there that was interesting. Um, and they like it had the captain. There, um, his wife, seven men in the crew, and the captain and his wife's two-year-old sons. All the personal belongings were still there, and they like the cargo was there. So, and it was all mostly booze. So they're like pirates didn't do this. So they're like it sounds like aliens to me. Well, one of the theories was that the fumes from the alcohol made everybody drunk and fall over the side of the boat. That doesn't make sense to me. I know. But and then another theory was a giant squid got them, but there was no damage that would have sank at all. The boat there was no damage to the yeah. boat. So they're like, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> hey, D said two of her brothers are gasoline. What? Two of my brothers are ethyl. What? Ethyl alcohol. Eagle Scouts. Scouts. (laughs) That's awesome. That's that's a hard thing to get. I know. That's a big deal. D has also been through the Bermuda Triangle. And came out alive. Or I have as well. You have? Yeah, man. A couple times. Have you? All right, all right, all right. I did. I was like, huh. I didn't even think about it. I forgot all about it when I was flying over there in Bahamas. <laughs> Doug says you could draw other triangles with similar results. That's like, correct. There's an Alaskan triangle, Doug, and it's much more badass than the Bermuda Triangle. There's a triangle in Massachusetts, I think. Oh, oh yeah. That's, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's just the um, heroin triangle. No, it's not the heroin triangle. <laughs> yeah, it is. If there's a heroin triangle in Massachusetts, why have they so few missing people cases? Oh, well, because they don't bother hiding their dead people. Dead, that's right. They leave. That's They got to make them public to scare the other people. Baby. No, 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 no. One of the most famous missing people is Amelia Earhart, which we did not talk about and we don't have time to talk about. I know, but they're so old and boring. It's not boring. So her plane went down in the middle of the ocean before radar was any good and there was any... It's like... 30,000 feet deep where her plane is slowly rusting and her bones are sitting in the cockpit seat or the pilot seat. One of my favorite missing people stories, and I think we should maybe just do a podcast just about this one, is the Sodder children. And we'll have to do it in the future date. What's that? We're not having a podcast next week because it's Christmas Eve and we celebrate Christmas. But What the about Sodder the people children? that go missing that are never known to have existed? Like who? Like what if all those people from that family in there in Pennsylvania, those fifteen kids, what if they killed them all and buried them in the backyard? Nobody would have known the difference. You mean the Sodders? No, is that is that no the one that we watched on the Netflix yet a couple weeks ago? It was the real modern. It was the real. It was the real uh, current one. There's no. There wasn't any. Oh no. He had the Dutch boy haircut. Remember, we watched the documentary. 
Unless it being another one of your girlfriends. No, with the two daughters and the one girl crawled out the window with a cell phone. She didn't. Dude, that wasn't that. in Pennsylvania. That was in California. Oh, California. Whatever. Why are you gonna get stuck on geography? My point that is, was like... all of those kids could have been buried in the backyard and nobody would know the difference. No, they totally wouldn't, and that's so sad and so creepy. So, and how like... many people are like that in the world? Probably a There's lot. There's a ton. There's a Probably ton. A they can be full-grown adults with, like, no family or just totally, uh, what's the word, separated from their f familial life, you know? Yeah. And nobody even reports them missing. No, like that. The they just get picked up by a long-haul trucker and killed and dumped on the side of the road in a shallow grave, and nobody ever knows. Lovely. But, like, that guy who is the main hermit who is living, like, above yeah, the, exactly. the ceiling in the library sometimes and out in the woods yeah, other yeah. times. Yeah, That's like, right. Nobody cared enough. That's so sad. That's so Poor sad people. and lonely. Missing but not. The Sodder family story is really compelling, and it's in the 1950s, and there was a fire in their house on Christmas Eve, and some of the children didn't get out but they uh, also never found the children and it uh, looks like their house was set on fire on purpose that means somebody killed them ahead of time and removed their bodies to a different location then set the house on fire because they couldn't figure out how else to conceal the evidence of their crime such as blood splatter and blood stains and stuff like that that is not one of the theories that I read about that, but that's actually such a good theory. It's the theory. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It was probably the father, too, unless they had, like, an uncle over there. I don't think it was the father. Well, they probably had another relative. It's a really good theory. But anyways, we should talk about that, that one. All right. But it, we it could deserves do that. more time we than that. we have tonight. Maybe yeah. we could do that. And he said it's all good. What? Our first of the year podcast. I what? um she, and then and she's got a few friends chat, that are gonna help her with what? Moving. Dee's moving oh. Friday. Oh that's right. She said she was gonna be in a new place when we drove down there. Yeah. And so um <laughs> where that came up because we're not going to be live broadcasting on Christmas Eve. I know what kind of awful humans are we to not live broadcast on Christmas Eve. Dee, you're lucky we only have like eight listeners because when we roll up to your apartment or house and we have a big He's old like, party, there's only gonna be like six people there. So don't worry. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the motorhome, and we're getting the vinyl graphics all over the side. Loving the strange. He's lying. I'm not. Totally lying. See, these down. We'll buy. <laughs> we'll buy all the alcohol. I don't think he drinks. Which means one six pack, and then it's BYOB. So, because <laughs> we spent all our money on the graphics for the motorhome, damn it. <laughs> Who if I married? <laughs> a missing person, baby. You married. Uh, also, is the week after Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve? Oh, dude, that's a good question. Let me look up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we what might not be. Oh doing... my god! What is we... that? We can't go two weeks without a podcast. Apparently, Dee does drink, which is probably the only reason she can make it through this podcast with us. But. Um, yeah, Carrie, Carrie likes to think all of her friends don't drink. <laughs> I do in my head, none of you drink. All my friends are very straight edge and perfect angels, and that's how I imagine. And I know she's wrong, don't worry, <laughs> I'm a realist. All right, all right, all right. That's um, right. Merry Christmas to you, Susie, and I hope you all have a happy holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate, and a great new year if we don't show up on New Year's Eve, which I guess we're going to have to make a decision. Maybe we that. should. We can have a New Year's Eve podcast. Dude. We can have like all kinds of entertainment over here. Like what? I don't know. Dancing dogs? We'll figure something out. Strippers. <laughs> No, definitely <laughs> no. Do they have strippers in Maine? Oh, yeah. One of my friends. Partydancers.com, baby. Look it up. 
One of my friends to make his way through college, he's a minister now. He was a novelty stripper and he was known as the skinny guy. Yes, he's now a minister. Oh, I got a comment for that, but we're not going to take it right now. Okay. See, now <laughs> Susie says she'll be in her PJs. She's ready for strippers. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to oh. have some dudes. No, Boys no, Where okay, we're going to end this podcast or I'm going to go missing in a second. All right, thank you all for listening. <laughs> we really appreciate it. That's not true. She's lying. I'd never make Shawn her go missing. Shawnee did a very good job. So did you, baby. I did I'm, prou I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. We hope. Thank you all for listening. You, Have a yeah. great holidays. <laughs> and I promise we'll be here for New Year's Eve. No. We might be wrecked, but we'll be I want to have New a Year's life, baby. Oh, New Year's. 8 o'clock, that's still four hours before midnight, baby. Uh, I don't think anybody else will be here with us, though. What? Susie. Maybe Susie. See our New Year's Eve extravaganza? <laughs> I can light firecrackers and throw them out the, the door right behind me so they no. explode. No. Definitely no. No. All right. No. God. I'm trying, people. Don't worry. I'll keep up the good fight. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.